Welcome to a new podcast. This is Everything with Everett, a talk show podcast hosted by Everett McConaughey from Boise, Idaho. The purpose of this production is to share thoughts, voices, and information to further a discussion on who we are as individuals, communities, and a global presence. Everything with Everett is open to all topics of discussion, faith, religion, history, finances, and well, everything. Follow, like, listen, and subscribe. Visit EverettMcConaughey.com. Today on the podcast, taxing churches. Should we? Shouldn't we? Why? Hello, everybody. I'm back. It's been a while. I feel like every time I say it's been a while and I'm not going to do it again, I do it again, and here we are. Anyway, I'm here. You're here. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, all things considered. No real complaints. Haven't had any complaints, truthfully. Just been busy with spring and... The house that we're renting uh, requires some yard work. So, after living in an apartment since 2013, I suddenly have something to do that needs to be done. I can't just keep putting it off. So, yes, mowed the yard today for the first time, fertilized the yard for the first time of the season a few weeks ago. So, definitely looking forward to having more on my plate to do around the house. But happy as always to be with you. Today, I would like to talk about something that I've been stewing on for a while, for a couple of years, honestly. And it's kind of a touchy subject. It's something that people don't really like to talk about. Um, and it, I, I also get that it's a slippery slope. It could really backfire. But the argument for and against remains at the end of the day, and we have come nowhere closer to solving the dilemma. So today's podcast is about taxing the churches, an inconvenient conversation. So back on March 10th, the week before I planned to do this podcast, and then subsequently fell off the podcast wagon. I put out a poll onto Facebook. If you aren't aware, we'll get back to that poll in just a second. If you aren't aware, we have a Facebook page. It's for the podcast. So there's Everything with Everett podcast. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash Everett podcast, that'll take you to the page. You can like and get the all the latest episodes, share those there, on top of other things that give you something to stew over and think about in between episodes and kind of bounce some ideas off of, maybe create a podcast out of something like that. 
Then there's also an attached group called Everything with Everett Discussions. This is a group that I created in connection to the podcasting page on Facebook, and it's more for a dialogue. It's a place that I'm not talking at you. I mean, I'm certainly the only one sharing stuff, you know, but um, it's stuff that's meant to like, oh, that's that's a good way to think about it. So I like to share a lot of quotes from uh, Dan Price. He's that CEO from Idaho that lives in Washington, um, Gravity Payments, the CEO. He's the one that cut his salary um, and raised the minimum salary of all of his staff to 70000 He's a huge advocate for um, equality in pay and accountability when it comes to CEOs. So if you would like to be part of the discussions group, please feel free to join. It is an open group. Uh, I share content through that from the podcast and my personal uh, page. Share that into the group so that if you see something that you like, it's stuff that's public, it can be reshared. So, you know, it's not like you're sharing something from somebody's personal life that way. So if you want to be part of the discussion, go to facebook.com forward slash groups and then forward slash Everett discussions. So facebook.com forward slash Everett podcast for the page and in groups, it is forward slash Everett discussions. Also, if you are on Twitter, the handle there is at Everett podcast and we also have a Instagram page. So I'm actually creating uh, content that goes parallel to Facebook. And also I'm hoping to start do some videos and kind of one-on-one type things with people um, and create kind of some more two-way dialogue on different platforms. And that one also is at Everett Podcast. So be sure to like and follow on Facebook. Join the discussion group at Everett Podcast Discussions. <laughs> Sorry. At, well, it's Everett Podcast for the page. Everett Discussions for the group. At Everett Podcast for Instagram and Twitter. And then you have the podcasting platform that you're listening to me on. So I am just about everywhere. When I choose to be. (laughs) Anyway, so back to the poll. I created a poll on March 10th, shared it to Facebook, and the question was simple. Should churches be taxed? You had, they had, uh, respondents had three options. One, yes. Two, no. Three, only if they preach beyond God and directly influence government and public policy. Also shared the same thing in a little bit different worded platform on Twitter, just because they have a smaller character availability. I said, should churches be taxed? Simple yes, simple no. And third, if they preach beyond God. So here's the results on Twitter. There were a total of four votes. 
So based off of that, and I did not vote at all in any of these polls because I didn't want to influence the results or influence anyone else's decision. I did not vote on my personal uh, Facebook page or my personal Twitter account. Nothing. I let the results be what they are. So on Twitter, out of four votes, 75%, so I'm guessing three votes, said yes, churches should be taxed. That would leave one vote, the 25%, on no. And then on Facebook, the same poll was unanimous with eight votes. Seen by 23 people, only eight people chose to vote. One person chose to comment and one, two people cho- chose to share. All eight responses said yes, churches should be taxed. So... I also agree with that. I Now hear me out. I get that your small community church is going to be impacted by taxes a lot more than the mega church. And then something that I hadn't totally considered in all this time that I've been looking at um, talking about this subject is that really this issue is not just about taxing the churches, more so that churches provide a tax loophole. And truthfully, I don't think this is an issue of being for or against churches or religion or taxing them or not. What it comes down to is, and a lot of the issues that we see in this world comes down to our tax laws suck. Our tax laws need to be fixed. So I think taxes, churches should be taxed. I think everybody should be taxed. I think all nonprofits should be taxed. I think all companies and people should be taxed. I think these massive tax breaks for large companies so that they don't have to pay anything. Meanwhile, they're giving their CEOs millions and billions of dollars in bonuses during a pandemic, even though they're Bottom line, you know, was impacted, went down. They had to terminate people, whatever. The company, like, on the books isn't doing great. But, oh, the CEO deserves a bonus. Never mind, we had to lay off a ton of people. So I think it's very frustrating that, first off, we don't have any accountability to these large companies like Amazon, um, Walmart, you know, you name it, company, and their CEO that's making the pharmaceuticals. I think that our tax laws in America, if you are an American-based company or operating in America, let's change that. Operating in America, offering your goods to American citizens, then you need to be held accountable. Because I think you look back at all everything, the reason we don't manufacture in our country is because they... It was cheaper to 
hire workers in low-income poverty countries at standards that we would never tolerate in America. And you could never get away with paying someone $4 a day for abysmal work conditions like that. But that is what our country has opted for quietly for the last 50 years. Ever since, you know, all of us at the bottom started chiming in saying we deserve, you know, to work in places that aren't death traps. It became cheaper from that day forward to outsource it, have a machine do it, or put it in a country where they don't have regulations. Regulation is good. Not universally. It needs to be checked and regulated itself. But we're beyond the days of companies regulating themselves and organizations, you know, putting out the best just because they want to be the number one. Now it's there's more incentive to cut corners and hide things than there are to be honest. This isn't the 50s anymore. The handshake doesn't hold what it used to. So I think there should be a, a basic tax, 10, 15%. Um, I think if you're taking home more than a million dollar pay in a salary per year, Lord Bezos and others like him, then there should be a wealth tax because guess what? No single individual needs to have that much money for a salary take home. I am not against you saving up money. I'm not against somebody making, you know, $400,000 a year and then saving that up over time and then amassing a million or a billion dollars. That is not at all what I'm saying. And that's what America supports is, you know, making smart decisions and and doing what you can to get ahead in life. And that's great. But if your take-home pay, tug-in-cheek, your salary is a million dollars, you should be paying more than the basic tax because there's no way a single individual needs that kind of money to live. That's why we have poverty and all these issues in our country. We wouldn't have to ever hear about, oh, the liberals are going to raise your taxes if the wealthy didn't get to take home so much money. If we taxed them, then we could actually have nice roads and a freeway system and infrastructure, internet for everybody, you know, like universal health care. There wouldn't be an incentive to keep hoarding cash for a country that puts in God we trust all over the place. We sure seem to have glossed over that Bible where Bible verse where it says not to amass riches on earth, build a kingdom in heaven. But oh, he's a man of God. Let him. So anyway, everybody should be taxed the same. I think it's not cool that these rich billionaires can then be like, oh, well, I, I spent, 
uh, 2% of my income to a church, which is a 501c3 company, a nonprofit organization. And so now I have, I, I have to pay less in taxes because I gave some of it away. Well, how benevolent of you. I don't think people should be able to hide from the tax man through giving to a church. Also, going on the the discussions that I've had over the years about taxing churches, people are like, oh, well, that's not that wouldn't be right because they're not for profit and we're giving them money that's already been taxed. Okay, I get that principle. I totally do. We're, we are against the government double dipping. Totally fair. Totally legit. But here's where, so we're against the government double dipping when it comes to giving money to a church that then pays an, a staff and has a marketing department and pays their higher senior leaders salaries that are on par with actual companies that produce goods. I think that if we tax the churches, we can also regulate them. Churches can do would have to do more than be like, oh, well, we're just spreading the good news of God. No, they need to open their doors to the homeless. They need to be a resource to those struggling with addiction and those struggling with homelessness and those struggling to keep a roof over their house, over their heads for their children. We wouldn't be a nation full of hungry people if the churches actually cared and had to do something. And if a church could say, hey, here's what we did good for the community, then maybe it could lower their tax bills. That's how they could get out of it if they couldn't afford to hand over a ton of cash. And truthfully, set it at a universal amount, 10% or 15% is a different varying amount that we all can afford. A poor person is going to pay less, but they're only going to pay 15% or 10% of the money that's on their books that they made, not in savings. And a church, set aside 10, 15% of your tithings or reduce the salary just a tad just to afford that tax bill. They have to pay taxes on everything else. What's the argument next? They're not going to have to pay water, sewer, and trash? Because they're not making money? I think everything should be taxed. The same amount. It's going to hit people differently. I think that 501c3s should be audited. They should have to prove why they maintain that status. They shouldn't go unchecked as a money money laundering platform for the rich. As an offline savings account. And of course, there's the argument that I never thought about of the mega churches could have 
loopholes around it. Um, let me find it here. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, pardon the interruption. I know you were really listening intensely to this episode. My apologies, but I'd like to take a moment to let you know that there are other people who love this podcast as much as you and like hearing some really cool, interesting topics and discussions. And if you have a brand, product, maybe you have a podcast yourself, if you would like to advertise in this podcast, either a pre-roll at the beginning of an episode in the middle, just like you're hearing right now, or at the end of podcast episodes, please let me know. I would love to help you connect with the listeners just like yourself with whatever it is you would like to get uh, to their ears. Just email advertising at everettpodcast.com. Again, pardon the interruption. I will get you right back to this episode that you're listening to. Thanks. Um, so it goes on to, okay, here we are. So this argument was on, it's called a website called religionnews.com. This is from 2015. So a little bit old, um, it has the top five reasons we should never tax churches. Um, and this one I hadn't thought about. And again, it just, it goes to show that the target is not, and the discussion really probably shouldn't be around our churches per se. It's our tax laws need to be rewritten so that the rich people don't keep benefiting on the backs of poor people. So reason number five, it says it wouldn't solve the problem. Most of the discussion of taxing churches offers so-called megachurches or television-based ministries as examples of abuse. But if we tax churches, then churches will do other businesses, do what other businesses do. They'll increase expenditures in order to reduce taxable income. Again, income is revenue minus expenditures. The TV preacher's million-dollar income, that's an expense. His clothes for his show, an expense. His jet to travel for business, another expense. The cost of all those fundraising mailings, more expenses. By the end, there won't be any income to tax. And that is a very, very valid argument. They'll do what rich people do and get around whatever the laws say to justify it. So I guess it's more of a call out of our tax system than anything because it could be manipulated in any way to make whoever otherwise, whoever doesn't want to pay taxes, it could make them suffer a little bit. So I personally think that churches should be held accountable. I think that, and and kind of what sparked this, discussion was the Catholic church person. I forget who he was. He, um, they were talking about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine for COVID-19, how it was made using, 
uh, stem cells from um, embryos and aborted babies from years ago that have been frozen and they used it for research. That is its own issue. Good, bad, whatever. That's, I get it. We're not going there today, but that's, that's a, that's an, that's, that is an issue. I get that the churches are against that. But when a church comes out and says, hey, you guys shouldn't take this vaccine because of this, but then backtracks and says, well, any vaccine is better than none. So if you if that's the only one you have available, then go ahead and take it. Then why say anything? All a church should be doing is preaching about the good book, taking care of people who are homeless and hungry, down on their luck, being oppressed, and provide some rosy stained glass picture of what life could be like or what it will be like when your suffering is over. That is what a church does. It gives you a sense of home, family, and ground in this world. The second that they start lobbying and pushing for legislation against gay people, drugs, healthcare, science, education, time to pay up. The Catholic Church, the Mormon Church, pay up now. You can say whatever the heck you want at the pulpit. You can say, oh, we believe that this is wrong or that God wouldn't condone this. Which, again, is a slippery slope. Because someone can say, they can say, oh, well, we didn't mean to influence that legislation or we didn't mean to influence the vote. God, it's just, and it's... uh, it's the same story. Our churches, our politicians, our the CEOs, we're all down here being oppressed. And you got people like Donald Trump on January 7th going, oh, well, I didn't say to go storm the Capitol. I only said that they knew what to do. Never mind that, oh, they're citing them. And then when people vote for something or lash out and hate against someone else like, oh, well, I'm a Catholic or I'm a Christian and this is what I believe. Humans are kind of dumb. Humans take things that you say literally and run with it without thinking about the consequences to themselves, to those around them, to the people that they love. It's why words matter. It's why education matters. We need to start revamping our laws and quit making it easy for people to hide under churches, under corporations. 
You know, and something else that kind of got me going about the whole, you know, double taxing and, and whatnot. And I, I get that argument, but why is it I can give my money, my post income tax money, I can give that to a church and write that off as a tax deduction. I can say, oh, I gave this church $10,000. That's $10,000 off of my tax bill. I mean, I have to prove that I gave it to him. That's fine. But then, living in the conservative Republican state of Idaho, where they're love to tell, oh, the Democrats are going to raise your taxes. Or they like to highlight how something is out of whack in California, Washington, or Oregon. Oh, look at how bad they have it over there, and they're a liberal mecca. Guess what? There are some taxes over in other states nearby that happen to be quote-unquote liberal meccas. But unlike Idaho, dearest Republicans, they only tax for one thing. In Oregon, you pay income tax, which is arguably a bit higher than Idaho. But guess what? There's no sales tax. There's no double dipping. In Washington, I believe there's no income tax. But there's a considerably higher sales tax. No double dipping. But what do we have over here in Idaho? A conservative Republican Mecca? Oh my God. Say it isn't so. I have to pay income tax? And sales tax? Which is only, and let's remember, that sales tax is only 3% lower than Washington. So Idaho is making some nice change. I remember when our tax rate used to be 5 5%, 5 cents on the dollar. So I knew when I was a kid, if I wanted to go to the dollar store, I needed to have a dollar for everything I wanted to buy plus 5 cents. So you wanted to buy two things, you needed $2.10 to pay that bill. Now that you want to go to the dollar store, not only is it cheaper and made in other countries and really best suited for the landfill, it now costs you $2.12. You have to break a whole dime or a nickel for a few pennies. I'm kind of glad they haven't raised it up any further, but six is a really ridiculous number. It was nice when it was in increments of five, and you could just round up and figure it out. And then we tax other things, but I'll get there in a second. So how come... The government's not allowed to double dip when I give money to my church. But how come the government is able to double dip when I go and buy food to feed my family? Is my family less sacred than a church? What about when I take my money and I put it in my savings account with my bank? Of course, I do have to pay taxes on the interest earned over $10. So last year, I made a couple hundred dollars on interest. 
I had to claim that as taxable income. That makes sense. I mean, that's the way it's always been. Your government wants its chunk of change. I, I get it. They're hungry. But then I started looking at my 401k the other day. And if you have an employer that allows you to do pre-tax deductions, that's great. You put the money in, you know, the six bucks and they don't take out income tax on it. It kind of lowers your your taxable rate at the time. And then when you go to withdraw it at the at retirement age, you are then withdrawing the money that you not only put in, but then the earnings on it. So you're getting, you're having to pay tax on both of those because they've never been taxed before. Totally makes sense because the government had, hasn't had its fair share. Now here's the weird part. If I choose to do the same amount of money as a Roth, a Roth investment, that means if I say, okay, put six bucks in right now from this paycheck into my my retirement. If I choose the Roth options, the government says, oh, we're going to tax you on six bucks. Cool. Thank you. They've gotten their share. That $6 goes into my Roth retirement account as my money. On the table, able to be lost, doubled, whatever. But it's there. And then, according to my retirement provider, when you go to pull out those Roth funds, they have to be there five years, you have to be the right age, so you have to meet the requirements. But if you say you never contributed pre-tax, you did all post-tax Roth contributions, your money makes interest, gets a return, all the wonderful stuff that a 401k can do. If you chose to do it from the beginning as a Roth and not a pre-tax, here's the messed up part. You, according to them, can withdraw the money that you put in tax-free because you already pay taxes on it if that's a Roth. But then the earnings that it made are also tax-free. And I'm sitting over here scratching my head going, wait a second. That money that went into the savings, into that retirement account as a Roth contribution looks an awful lot like the other money that I chose to take out of my paycheck, both of which got taxed as income. One of them is going into a government-approved vessel, and I can take it back out without having to pay interest on anything that it accrued on the nearly 5% return that it got. But I have to pay interest on the same type of funds that I was smart and put into a savings account that arguably is more easily liquidatable. I have to pay taxes on that. It's the same money. So let's quit pretending like the government cares about taxing us. The government doesn't care if you give your church 200 bucks or if you put $200 into your retirement. 
They care when you put it into your own savings account or when you go and buy a head of lettuce. They want to double tax. So if post-income income money doesn't need to be taxed because it was already taxed by the government, then if that's a value that our country has, it needs to be universal. Either we need to have a flat tax for everything or everything needs to adhere to the same standards that we have already on the books. If a church can't be taxed because they're not, quote, making money, they're getting donations from people of already taxed money, then why on God's green earth am I having to pay taxes and claim the int- the measly interest on a smart investment on my taxes. How come I have to get double taxed and double dipped? But no, if I if I throw it at at the altar with the word of God getting dusty on it. That's a nonprofit organization. Our tax laws need to be fixed. Our country needs to be fixed. Democrat, Republican, those of us on the bottom here making less than $75,000 a year, we aren't the ones that have to worry about our taxes going up. We aren't the ones, the, the talking points that go back and forth every year like, don't pay attention to them. That's scare tactics to get you to vote for the uh, opposite person. Vote whichever way you feel our country and our people deserve to go. If you don't believe in something, don't do it. But it doesn't mean that people don't deserve the right to make the decision themselves. It's kind of frustrating when you see the generation before gets to do whatever the hell they want when they're, you know, young and smoking whatever the hell they can get their hands on in the 60s. And then, oh, that's bad. I been there, done that. Don't we should make it illegal. Deprive the youth of the decision. And who decides what is a church or not? Why do churches get to not be taxed, yet we have exorbitantly high taxes on things like marijuana. We even have marijuana is criminalized in most of our country still. And why? To favor the pharmaceuticals so that they can make money and make profits to line somebody's pocketbook. If you call yourself a Christian and you don't support marijuana, full legalization of marijuana, then you don't fully understand God's creation. Because God made marijuana plants. He didn't make Xanax. Sure, he, he made the plants that went into them, but there's a whole lot of processing and manipulation has to go through a lot of human hands to become anything special.
marijuana is unadulterated blessings from above. And the fact that we are incarcerating people for marijuana possession and use and taxing it for the places where it's legalized and recreationalized or medical allowed, we're taxing it at such a huge percent, like 21%. Most of the cost of buying those products is taxes. And all that gets passed on to the person. I'm all for taxing the tobacco companies because that's an addictive thing marketed and peddled by tobacco corporations, big companies. But guess what? Those taxes should be paid by the producer, not absorbed by the consumer. But our country doesn't care. They go, oh, let's raise the taxes on big tobacco. And everyone's like, yeah, that's a great thing. And big tobacco's like, okay, we're just going to pass it on to our consumers. It should come out of the damn salaries that these CEOs are taking home. That's where the tax should be coming out of. And what about the, the law, the, the right where the government shall not interfere or establish a religion? Why is it that only the religion that seems to be recognized and lobbied for is God? The crucifix in Jesus. Our country, when you look at it deep down, we tout the, oh, the freedom of religion, the freedom to assemble and believe whatever you want, as long as it's God. Let's be real. Let's face it. As long as it is God. Forget her name. She ran back in the 70s. She was pushing to have God removed from schools. She was, I had heard about her growing up and she was very painted as a very anti-Christian, anti-God person. And, and she didn't subscribe to God or those teachings, but she was very fundamentally pro freedom of religion, freedom of choice. And I think that she she really hit some good good points. I watched a documentary on her a few years ago, and it was about you know talking points of you know students wanting to try to instead of the good news club, they wanted to have like a Satanism uh, club. That's a religion. You know, smoking the five-pointed leaf. Who's to say that's not a religion? Yet we tax it. We tax and oppress everything else that is a way of life and and a belief by people. But somehow the, the government is set up to favor one church overall, one belief system overall. Our laws say that public officials should swear in with their hand on a Bible. There's no access or available concessions to Judaism, 
Islam, no faith at all. And yet we have the nerve to brand in God we trust in the marble of our buildings. And then dance around saying we have the freedom of religion. But if you're a Muslim, you're a terrorist. That's our country. That's America. It's frustrating. It gets old. It really does. It's just we we need to have a lot fixed. And I don't know how or where to start. So... I think if everyone paid their fair share, the world would be a little bit better of a place. We need to raise minimum wage. Quit acting like raising the quality of life of the bottom few is going to make life worse for the same group of people. Let's knock down a couple pegs. These old people that are rich beyond their wildest dreams or imagination far richer than they could ever utilize churches should be held accountable people should be held accountable our government has been gutted to protect people and shelter them in the name of God and faith Anywho, if you would like to join the discussion, you can always text me, 208-391-2808. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, the discussion group on Facebook. My website is everettmcconaughey.com. You should find all the links to all those resources in the upper right side in the corner, little navigation window. If you're using your phone, it'll be a little drop-down button. Anyway, what are your thoughts on this topic, on the state of our world? Let me know what you are thinking about. Hit me up, send me a message, send me a text, shoot me a video, leave a voicemail. There are so many options to participate. Anyway, I appreciate you joining me today, and I will talk to you hopefully next week. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Join the conversation. Send a text message or leave a voicemail at 208-391-2808. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and several podcasting platforms. All the information at everettmcconaughey.com.